This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again here on AMI-audio. I've got Sean Priest with us today. How are you, Sean? Uh, I'm not so bad, Stephen. How oh, are you? Oh, no. <laughs> Have you got the dreaded virus? Uh, no, I've done my test. I am clear, but I do seem to have a bit of a cold. But I'm here anyway. It's fine. Sean Priest, the man who always turns up negative in most tests. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, this time, it was good news. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you're OK. You're all right. You got the cold, though. You got the... You got the, uh, the this is the thing, right? What is this? With, I mean, you know, we went through the whole of the last year and a bit nearly without colds without flu without anything i i say back to lockdown i was much better happier days careful what you wish for it looks like we're going that way anyway i know it's funny i read a a news story this morning it says if you think you've got a cold you've got covid oh Oh, wow thank you but no i'm i'm fine you know i guess to a point where you think you know a doctor is going to turn up at a scene and there's going to be a guy lying on the road, and there's going to be a bus with a big dent in the front of it. And the guy, the doctor just looks at it and says, COVID. Uh, and that's, that's going to be where we're at. You know, it just feels like everything is COVID right now. I mean, very serious, of course, right? Don't start writing emails in saying, yeah, I'm taking it very seriously. Yeah, well, look, I am taking it seriously. I got my booster this week. I'm uh, boosted, did, baby. Yes. Yeah. You are. Three jabs. Well done, you. I'm still waiting to get my appointment, but uh, yeah, I'm going for it, definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, why not, right? I mean, these people that go on about, you know, I'm not going to get it done. What's wrong with these people? Stop reading Facebook. Talk to your doctor. <laughs> Doctors can't be trusted. It's all part of the fake media. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, that's right. They're all part of the something atty. It's always yes, atty, all... isn't it? It's always an atty at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> they're lizard people yeah, or something. That's right, they're lizard people. Absolutely crazy. Get your vaccinations, people. Yeah. Get it. Do you know, I got the booster, and you know, the thing was, I got the flu jab at the same time, and I actually felt worse for the flu jab than I did for the COVID. I mean, I haven't even had any ups or downs really at all with the COVID uh, booster. Yeah. Although, you know, I get the Pfizer one. I love how people talk about this. I, you know, people say, what did you get? And I'm like, oh, the, the, my friend got Moderna. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got Moderna. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. And he said, what did you get? I said, I got Pfizer. You know, I don't even know what any of that means. I know. It sounds like drinks, doesn't it? It sounds like cocktails at the bar. I have no idea what any of it is. I don't remember. I just turn up and get jabbed. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't really subscribe to any of this, you know, one's better than the other. Because I don't know. I'm not a scientist. What do I know about anything? I mean, if you've listened to this show long enough, you'll know that that's true. I, know nothing I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> but no, I just I think, you know, don't, just if you can, go get it, right? Because, you know, and I get, you know, especially in some rural parts of Canada, it must be a nightmare to try and get access. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That must be a real challenge. So, you know, that's one thing. But, you know, aside all that, if you can get it done, go get it done. Because honestly, it's it's fine. Just, just don't hit my arm. <laughs> well, the flu one, actually, the flu one was sorter than the, the, the COVID one. That it's weird, really isn't it? It's like being back at school when you get a jab because it's just like having a dead arm again. Yeah. It's, it's nostalgic in many ways. Yeah, because someone would always punch it as soon as you came out. Some kid would say, huh, you got his jab, punch. <laughs> and you think, oh, great, thanks for that. You know, that's you just made even you. better. Yeah, exactly, that's right. I was, I was that child. Um, anyway, let, let me just say, you know, <laughs> I'm here. Hi. Stephen. Oh, yes. Who's uh, not here? That's a good question. Who's not here? And I, I'm assuming he must be sick, of course, because why else wouldn't you turn up? I think he's just sick of us. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he can't be with us this week. He's got uh, busy, uh, a ton of work to do, as the guy is always busy. I mean, you know, because he's, he's actually working on other things while he's doing this show. I know. <laughs> but this week he's he decided amazing. he would just do that instead of you know trying to shoehorn <laughs> a radio show into it as well. So uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're just getting together this week to um, to really just we've got a lot to talk about actually, lots of big news stories we're going to get into. Cool. But you know, it really wouldn't be this show if I didn't talk about me. Um, yeah, yes. I, know, I know. I'm sorry, but uh, no, it's fine. I enjoy it. Well, look, right. So a couple of things. Um, the laptop saga in my life continues. 
Right, hang on. Let me just stop you before you go any further. Okay. You haven't you haven't took this one back, have you? Uh, well, the, the you, MacBook 14, please. Oh, the MacBook 14 has has remained. It is oh, still good. here. It's you. still okay. here on the cool. desk in front of me. I am loving it. It's a great machine, brilliant machine. So yeah, really, really enjoying that. Um, and yeah, it's funny because it's kind of it's getting to that position where, and I don't know if you ever feel this way. I think most people in our position might. I don't know if this is an every person problem. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not. But you do have that game of sometimes you think you need the PC and you need the Mac. And you just I just wish, if I'm honest, that they could get to a place, and I'm sure they will, but if they could just get to a place where you've got a Mac with M1 that can handle Windows. That's going to be Nirvana, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the bit I think there's a problem. I'm kind of carrying two bottles around to go into the shower with as opposed to just one. And terrible image Thank that's you. a 90s problem um that most people even know what i'm talking about but you know that was the old ad you remember the old two bottles in the shower you just screw you don't need shampoo and conditioner just take one bottle which has got both in it and the world Correct. cheered um but like yeah. it was new i've been using washing up liquid as shower gel for years what's the matter with these people why use i mean my, my wife says to me use what i've got and i'm like i, I, I may be using it I used I used her shampoo once as body wash. I know that much. And oh, you know, it's all the same. Well, it is, right? I mean, shampoo's for hair, right? And I am covered in hair. So, you know, that makes sense to use shampoo. In fact, I would argue it's more important to use shampoo. Use some sort of carpet cleaner. That'd be fine. Yes. <laughs> that can be very Please, useful. Please, can we move on now? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the problem when you start talking like this. My mind goes off in several directions away from where it's supposed to be. Laptops. Laptops, that's the one. Yes, yeah, so, uh, no, the MacBook Pro 14 is, is there. As I say, if I could get Windows built into it, that'd be amazing. You know, RDC, remote desktop connection, is an option. But it's not perfect. It really isn't perfect. And... Um, I'm still not. It does also require you to have another active PC constantly running. That's right, yeah. Different with the cloud one. I think that would be different because you wouldn't feel like you're running another computer, you know, but if it's in your own house, if it's active or something happens, um, you know. Yeah, but we still can't connect. I mean, it's only enterprise, still only business Mm. available to businesses through Cloud Windows 365. And plus, you know, it's another subscription you've got to pay for and you don't always want that. You've already bought one computer. You should be able to run Windows on it. I'm not sure it ever, it'll ever happen, actually. I don't know if Apple want it to happen. Well, no, I think it'll happen. I think it will. I don't think it's Apple doesn't want it. I think in some ways it works well for Apple because... If you're the company that provides the best com- the best computer um, experience, uh, and you can also provide the other guys' best experience, th- you know it's it's that joke, isn't it? You know, you buy a Mac and it's the best Windows experience you'll ever have. That's true. Yeah, which is yeah. which is kind of a, it's kind of a partly a joke, but it's also partly true. I mean, I've I've seen people run Windows installations on old Mac Minis, you know, years years old Mac Minis. And they say that it runs better on those even today. I remember when Windows 10 came out, Windows 10 ran better on those machines than it ran on any PC. Um, yeah, and, and that's what I used for years, a Windows, uh, 2012 uh, Mac Mini. That's right, ran, yeah. Just purely ran Windows on it. And it you was... are the example of this. Thank you. I am always the example. You are always the example, yeah. An example. <laughs> um, but no, the one, that, the one that has kind of fallen foul is the Surface Laptop 4. Um, I, I like this machine. I think one thing I'll say about the Microsoft Surface laptop, and I haven't tried the Pro 8. I know everybody raves about the Pro. And I decided to go for the Surface laptop just to be different. But they're not that dissimilar, really. It's just one that has a kickstand and is more really a tablet first with a yeah. detachable keyboard, whereas the Surface laptop is a laptop, um, both a touchscreen. But what yeah. I found is that the the operation with that audio problem that I was having and talking about last week, still having those issues with that Realtek driver, couldn't get it resolved. Tried a number of things. Ryan Flurry got in touch with me um, through the uh, from the AT Banter podcast, and he said, look, tried this. It was a, a setting in JAWS, which essentially would turn off the, the cutoff, a bit like what Silenzio did. Um, yeah. You know, if, if, if people don't know what I'm talking about, Silenzio, this brilliant little app that was created, um, and we found out about it, a couple of years ago, which essentially kept your uh, audio driver active all the time. It would keep the the audio line open. What tends to happen is to preserve power, these things go to sleep. 
And that's why when you press a key, sometimes you lose the first, if you're using a screen reader, you'll lose the first letter or two of a word because the computer audio driver is kind of waking back up. So, huh? What's happening? Yes. Yeah. So you know, like me. It might be saying Forza, but you'll just get Orza. And you think, what happened there? So, yeah. you know, you kind of wonder what's going on. And that's not good when you're trying to type. And I remember having a lot of issues with that. But you can turn a lot of that off. There's ways to turn all that off. But JAWS now has a built-in feature that sort of takes over that for you and kind of does the, the job that Silenzio didn't. Now, if you've got NVDA running or Narrator, you might still want to have something like Silenzio. Simple little app. doesn't really do anything. Um, the funniest thing is it asks you in the setup if you'd like the English, uh, language to be English or Portuguese. And I'm thinking... What's the difference? Because it literally does nothing. <laughs> well, it, it plays it an inaudible silence. audio stream. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's right. So keep the audio chipset awake. I think actually there is an NVDA add-on which does the same thing as well. Oh, really? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but if you are interested, then just Google search for NVDA add-on and uh, audio, I think it's called... Oh, God. Anyway, just search. I think it's called God something, right? Okay, well, don't, don't, don't Google that. I don't think that's going to solve your problem. You never know. Google's amazing. Absolutely. Um, but no, so the Surface Laptop 4 with the audio problems, um, performance was great. I mean, it wasn't really an issue there. It feels a bit more like a, a designer handbag, if I'm honest. And what I mean by that is it's something that you would, you know, it's a, it's a show device to me. Yeah. This isn't something that I think is a practical kind of work device. Well, 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 hang on, hang on. Is it only this audio problem which is making you, you know, send oh, yeah. it back? So look, this is definitely, I, I'm sure this is a real tech thing, right? This is down to real tech and their driver. I mean, it, this could be fixed in a new update or, or whatever. Yeah, who's got time for that? All right, fair enough. Just saying. I mean, if you loved it apart from this problem with... I think I don't love it. I, th I think that's the problem. I don't ah, love it. I right. think it feels... And I say it's like a designer handbag because it feels like the kind of machine that you have to wash your hands every time you go near it. Um, you would only use it on certain occasions because you would think, for example, oh, I don't want it getting dirty, so if I take it to a cafe... Mm, you know, that, that material type, almost fabric, it's not fabric, but that kind of whatever material yeah. they use on the keyboard makes it feel a bit pristine and you kind of want to just leave it so, yeah, and I, it does feel like fabric, though, doesn't it? It does. I don't know what yeah. it is, but it, it certainly... And I think that's just... I mean, you made the joke last week about that is going to be filthy. And it would. It just would, yeah. you know? Because yeah. we're, we're, we're men... We're like, filthy. Yeah, chocolate, so it's a problem. Um, whereas now I've pulled out the old Lenovo laptop, I keep going back to this thing, and every time I go back to it, I'm like, why do I not just live and love this machine? Because, honestly, this Lenovo ThinkPad is brilliant. Um, it is. It is a great machine, and it just it just works. So, you know, I'm basically living off that now, and I'm thinking, right, because here's the thing. Right, here's the other thing. This is the other funny bit of the story. In amongst all this, I mentioned last week that one of the things I've been using a lot and comparing it to in, in terms of getting stuff done, and this is all based on the audio driver problem. Um, on the Surface Laptop 4, I was having the audio issues, so, you know, doing stuff just felt a bit sluggish, a bit laggy to get things done. And I was yeah. using this HP, not the HP Omen. That's a different machine I've got. But this HP, which is basically just an old PC I had from years ago. And it's quite an old machine. I think it's i5 processor, 7th gen or 6th gen. It's not that new. Um, it's got a decent amount of RAM. I stuck out an extra 8 gig of RAM in it. So it's got 16 gig in there. It's got a 512 gig SSD. It's a decent little machine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, perfectly decent. And, you know, it rattled through things I needed it to do. Really, really good. And then the other night, we had two power cuts in the space of an hour. And they were that kind of, you know, these power cuts sometimes where it just kind of goes off and then back on a second later. Yes. But enough yeah. to knock everything off. Yeah. And I, I came upstairs and I noticed that the computer was silent. And I thought, okay, that's fine. So I'll just turn it back on. So obviously it just knocked itself off. The Mac Mini was fine. It was back up, but it's already set. There's a great feature in, in Mac, which is restart automatically after power failure. So you can have it come back up automatically. So you don't have to wait for that or whatever. Ooh. But the PC doesn't have that, or at least not that I know of. So it's probably a way of doing it, but it didn't have it on this one. So I tried to turn it on. Nothing. Oh, dear. So check the power supply, change the cable. Nothing. Uh-oh. <laughs> so it's dead. It's dead which is you a shame no hum no nothing nothing no, no life at all uh, not even a light right. i mean i got ira on the phone um no no lights no activity nothing 
Yeah. So, so sad day that- in the Scott yeah. House. Yeah, it's a sad, sad day. Um, we will mourn its loss. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird, you know? It's just weird, but, you know, it was such a good machine. <laughs> I really liked if it. only you had another computer in if the house, If only I Stephen. had more machines in this house. <laughs> Well, thankfully, I've got the Lenovo, so, you know, I moved on pretty quick. Uh, anyway, stick around. We've got lots more to talk about. Uh, big news for uh, one of the uh, games we talked about in a couple of, a couple of weeks, uh, Double Tap Canada's ago. Uh, I don't think Double Tap Canada is, in fact, a unit of measurement. But let's it should just say be. It is. I think it should be. Uh, but, yeah, a couple of DTCs ago, we did talk about Forza Horizon 5. We'll talk about that again and big news about that this week. And also great news if you want to buy Jaws in Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers. Want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Yeah, I know, but it's so tiring at times. Are you tired this week? I feel tired this week. Oh, yeah, just a bit. I don't know if you've noticed, but I do feel tired. I'm also very hot. <laughs> is, that, is that because of the cold, by any chance? Yeah, I'm just going to keep bringing it up every segment. Sorry. Okay, fine. Yeah, I just, I, I think it's, it's the whole, it's the Christmas thing just, I, I like Christmas. Well, I, I'm actually lying to everybody. I don't, I don't really like okay. Christmas, if I'm honest. No. It's just a pain in the neck. And you know, what I love is, my wife said to me this week, she said, you know what? She said, don't bother with Christmas for me. Just forget it. Just don't bother. Yeah. Do you believe her? Oh, I do. No, no, because we've we've played that game. Um, I don't know if you ever do this, but you know, sometimes in, your, in order to in order to um, Steady. be sure that you're telling the truth about something, yeah, that you know, you know, it's not a case of yes, I have bought my wife a big present, but I'm just not telling her. Mm. Um, she'll say to me, "Okay, swear it on your mum's life." So we have to kind of get to that. And then it's, and, and, and what I've noticed is that in the family, there are certain people who clearly that doesn't matter as much about. You know, it's like if you swore on this person's life, she'd be like, yeah, but you know, whatever. What about your mum? And it's like, okay. Uh, you know, so <laughs> that's, that's, our, that's our way of being a, a, a certain to ourselves that we've, you know, not bought each other Christmas presents this year. How old are you two? <laughs> Swear on your mum's life. Cross your heart, hope to die. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 but no, I, I don't think we're going to do much of the Christmas thing this year. I, I've got I've got a Surface Laptop 4, she wants one, I can give, give one of those. Oh, you're impossible to buy for. It, it's, it, you can't, no, there's it's no hopeless. present that you can have because you've got everything. And I mean everything. Yeah, well, it was my 40th birthday last week. And to be honest, I wasn't expecting hey! anything. Um, Happy 40th. Thank you. Um, I, I wasn't expecting much of anything at all. Because, you know, again, it's that thing of, I don't really bother too much about these things. And, you know, that was that. Was that. But... My wife organised a surprise party for me, which I was not expecting at all. Surprise. That's the, the key of it. Well, that's true, yeah. If you were that's... expecting it, it would be a surprise party. <laughs> but I'm really not good with surprises. <laughs> she once she once got me a surprise where she took me to... Uh, it was like one of these racing circuits, and you get to drive on the... You know, you, you oh, get a chance yeah. to get driven around a track at like 100 miles an hour. It's, it was a brilliant experience. And um, I remember thinking, all the way there, I had no idea where I was going. A friend had picked us up, and it was all very cloak and dagger. It was like, just get in the car, don't say anything. I thought, am I being kidnapped? What's happening here? <laughs> and I just, I was absolutely fuming for like half an hour on this journey. And then when I got there, I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. But she was she was so surprised at how angry I was because I had no control over that situation at that moment. I had no knowledge of what was going on. It just felt like, what's going on? What, You're what's, such what's a happy happen? person, Stephen, aren't you? You, yeah. you just give yourself into the moment, <laughs> sat there sulking and fuming. Tell me where I'm going immediately. Why are you making my life better? <laughs> what's wrong with these people? Uh, so, yeah, but um, that was a great night. I know you were planning to come up as well. But uh, I was, you couldn't, you couldn't yes. do it because you had your own things going on. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great night. It was, really was. It was brilliant. You missed yourself. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, I know. I was kicking myself, but we'll get together soon, as soon as lockdown's finished, Stephen. The next one, yeah. In the next three we'll try, years. We'll try and meet in between lockdowns. I think that's always <laughs> yeah. the trick. You know, if you can just catch that moment. It's going to be like a movie in the future, isn't it? You know, that, that love story. I'm not suggesting this isn't that, but, you know, you'll, oh. see, a, you'll see a film Hello. about a love story between lockdowns. <laughs> it's a great idea. Someone great. write that. Yeah. Get Netflix on the phone. Um... <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, so... Um, news. The news of the day, which actually a couple of big news stories, actually, that I wanted to pick up on this week. One is around Forza Horizon 5. Now, this is this game that we were telling you about a couple of weeks ago. We had Courtney Craven on from caniplaythat.com. And uh, we'd actually, I'd actually interviewed Courtney for an upcoming Double Tap TV show um, as as part one part of an interview actually that was going into that show. The other part of the interview uh, that was going into that show was with uh, a lady called Tara Voltka from Microsoft, actually from Xbox in particular. And uh, Tara's role is to work with developers, support them, and also to create games. And one of those games is Forza Horizon 5. And Tara had come on the show to talk about Forza Horizon 5 because it was getting such a big, um, big plaudits in the, the disability community for its accessibility, considering it's a driving game. You know, a lot of blind people were starting to play this and really starting to enjoy, you know, playing it. And, and um, I must admit, I'm still trying to get my head around how they made this accessible. A driving game of all things. I know. Well, th- this is the thing, right? So how does that even work? Uh, so that's kind of what we wanted to get Tara on to talk about. So that was great. And then last week, we got the news about the Gamer Awards that had happened. Big event where they, you know, celebrate games. And, and it's amazing how that has become the kind of world that it's become. You know, the Gaming Awards, to all intents and purposes, looked like the Oscars, you know, for games. Oh, yeah. The done I mean, it's huge. Well, you- talking millions if not billion dollar industry now with games aren't you it's 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 it is massive it is probably bigger than movies in some ways yeah well it's it's lost that sort of nerdy games are just for kids sort of aspect to it now people just you know people know how much work goes into them how did how did they switch that i mean this is this has probably got to be the greatest rebranding ever done <laughs> well i think it's just the quality of the games so there's some games out there now with you know which which are just such an amazing story to them like the last of us 2 the last of us i mean it's it's not just you know donkey kong or pac-man there's a story to it and it drags you in there's a narrative to it it, it is just a, it's another entertainment medium yeah i get that no, i do get that I think it was. Well, a, you don't. You don't sound convinced. I well, know you're I'm not, not a gamer. gamer. No, and actually, it was funny. I was thinking about this earlier before we um, before we got together to do this. I was actually thinking, I kind of wish back in the day when I was at school, especially when all my friends were you know playing these games and talking about them. I kind of wish I'd got more involved. Now, I know part of that was a visual problem that I couldn't probably keep up, and maybe that was maybe that was it. Maybe it was part of that part of laziness on my part that I just thought I can't do this. I'm not even going to bother trying. Um, because I, well, I, I you know, well, there's, there's people like Steve Saylor out there who we've had on the show. Yeah, uh, Steve's VI. He's not totally blind, but he has he is visually impaired, and it's interesting to hear him talk about it because you know clearly he's having difficulties with games, but he's he's done more than I've done. You know, I could, yeah, I well, just gave up. He, he actually he's fought put through the it. In. Yes, yeah. I, I must admit, I was a, a big gamer. I loved I loved games for the longest time, and as I lost more and more vision, I just find that I couldn't do it. You know, I was just as soon as I spawned anywhere, that was it. I was I was dead. I was shot. I was whatever, <laughs> crashing into walls. My gaming life just reflected my uh, real life. Is that you know I was trying to find a door to get out of a room and just feeling the walls. So I just I did have to give it up because there wasn't at that time a few years ago there wasn't that push to accessibility. And as I said, I still I find the you know the websites like Can I Play That Is It That or This Can I Play That dot com That's the one. Yep. I find them really interesting because i still struggle to get my head around how you yeah, make these games that. accessible yeah. and does it take away from the the enjoyment you get from it but i think uh, is that not a bit like the way that someone who's sighted would look at a screen reader for us exactly the same exactly they think, the how, same. how on earth do you use a computer without a screen right that just doesn't even and, and until you understand the logic behind it which and actually it's not that dissimilar if you think about it because you have to learn a set of key commands, which in this case are button presses for a gamepad. You know, yeah. so you just have to learn where everything... I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's going to be about muscle memory. It's going to be about learning that keypad, you know, knowing where all the X's and squares... Do they still do that? X's and squares and yes. triangles? <laughs> yes. That's PlayStation, L1, isn't it? LR, yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. But they... they I, I look, I'm not making excuses. I am... Yeah, that's why I tend not to get that angry 
with people who, who who can't understand how you can use a computer and, and whatever because i have exactly the same feelings on other subjects so yeah i'm quite happy to say i put my hands up and say i, I really am learning about accessibility when it comes to gaming well, yeah, I think we all are, to be honest. And and I kind of feel we're in the right place with this one because I know a lot of our audience, you know, don't really enjoy this conversation as much as other conversations no, we have. They've told us. Yeah, <laughs> we heard it quite a lot. You know, people say, I don't really want to hear you talk about games because it's not really something for me. But I think that's partly because we've been conditioned for so yeah, long to think be. it's not for it us. It could be. It could be something and it wasn't, for us. It wasn't for us. There's no way we could have played. No. You know, as a blind kid, I think about the, the blind kids at school with me. You know, those kids could not play. I mean, I played Grand Theft Auto, the the very first editions when it was that kind of aerial view. Yeah, it's an overhead view. Yeah, and it was actually I not bad well. because the, the car was kind of stuck in the middle of the screen. So, you know, the thing for me is it's tracking. Tracking and trying to keep focus on something. That's the problem. And if it's fixed in, on a, in a place, it's actually easier. So that game wasn't too bad. Now, the problem was trying to then be able to negotiate that and what was coming at me or what I needed to get out of the way of. You yeah. know, so I, that's why I like people say, why do you play that, that truck game? And it's like, well, for a lot of reasons. One, I've always had a bit of a fascination for particularly oversized vehicles. Um, I think it's just a guy <laughs> thing, if I'm honest. But I know okay. it's a girl thing, so it's not exclusive to men. But, you know, I know for me it was. Um, and I just thought, you know, it, it's a slow game. So I can keep up with this. This thing doesn't go ridiculously fast. If it's a really fast driving game, I can't do it. But yeah. that's where this is interesting. This particular game is interesting. So let's see, let's go back to the night because um, it was last week. Uh, the Gamer Awards happened and uh, Forza Horizon 5 uh, managed to achieve something absolutely brilliant. And this was the announcement. And the Game Award for Innovation in Accessibility goes to Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> Tonight, Forza Horizon 5 also wins Best Sports Slash Racing Game. Thank you. Um, this award means, means so much to our team because everyone at Playground Games is really committed to accessibility, so much so that we made it one of our core pillars uh, for Forza Horizon. Around the world, there are about a billion players who have some sort of uh, disability that makes, get, makes gaming a challenge for them. And I think it's great that us as developers and as creators can add in accessibility features and options and just open the magic of video games to more and more players. Uh, I'd like to thank a few people. Um, I'd like to thank Alan Hartman, uh, Matt Booty, um, Tara Volker, Ben Williams, and all of Team Xbox, as well as our accessibility champs, Tanya, Aaron, and Ryan. When everyone plays, we all win. So that was the announcement. That was a good, good tune, that wasn't it? That was that was good into that. Yeah, no, the start of the Howard Stern show. Uh, <laughs> right, so that was the announcement that happened. Now, in there, you heard the name Tara Voltker, who is uh, Tara, is who's going to be featured on an upcoming episode of Double Tap TV with us. We spoke to Tara prior to this announcement, and that's the question I put to her. Was the one you're asking, Sean, which is, how do you make a game like this? That's a driving game and a very fast driving game at that, how do you make that accessible to people who are disabled and in particular blind? Really the key to making any game accessible is talking to gamers with disabilities. That's it. Like, where are you struggling? Where can't you go? Why can't you play? What is preventing you from being able to accomplish the goal of playing a game? Now, I'm not going to say that Forza Horizon 5 is completely accessible to... Uh, blind gamers, gamers with no vision, because it's not. Like there are definitely areas that we could improve. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that. It's not perfect. There are things we know we could improve on, but we've already put feedback mechanisms in place so gamers can tell us like, this is where I'm struggling. This is what I can't do. And when you actually go try to solve the problems that gamers are highlighting and then using um, in Xbox, we use user research. We have an amazing group. Um, dedicated explicitly to getting feedback 
from gamers with disabilities, we can then learn like, did we actually meet this goal? Did we miss it? Do we need to go back to the drawing board and try again? And honestly, that was the key to the success is just literally working with gamers with disabilities to try to meet their needs. Now, you might have seen Tara trending on Twitter following the announcement of uh, this Gamer Award because, uh, as Tara says herself, she uh, rather, um, she says, I, I beautifully, uh, you know, put my view forward on the news of this announcement. Basically, she burst into tears on camera and sobbed <laughs> for quite a bit. Uh, as I think she said she ugly cried for a while. Um, but totally understandable, right? I mean, it's just like, this is a huge deal. This is massive in our world that games like this are, you know, being made accessible, that they're being recognized at awards now. And I think it's even great that these categories now exist because the thing about awards is everybody wants to win one, right? So other gamers, other developers are sitting there thinking, okay, how do we get that? How do we do this? Absolutely. I still think it's really early days, but as you said, the fact that there's a category for accessibility in these awards, and these are big awards, right? Yeah. I mean, it just shows the direction we're going. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough praise actually for the developers and and also the game console teams. Um, also, Sony, I know, are doing a lot. And uh, Unity, the game engine, uh, the people behind that are doing a lot for building accessibility frameworks. So yeah, early days, but it, it is promising. Definitely. But look, stick around. We've got more to talk about. We're going to be uh, discussing Jaws and uh, how you can get your hands on that in Canada now. Well, you could before, but now even cheaper. So we're going to get into that. Details next. You know, we'll have a bargain here on Double Tap Canada. (laughs) Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Uh, we did get a lot of emails from you. We got a lot of uh, voicemails as well. And if you want to leave a voicemail for us, uh, do call that number because uh, if you leave a voicemail, we can play it in and then we can talk about you on air mm. and without your presence. That's nice, isn't it? It's like Christmas for you. <laughs> exactly, that's right. We can, we'll talk about you We on can air. talk about you on air. It's like, just, exactly, it's a, bit, it's a bit like being in the next room at a Christmas party. Uh, yeah, so we've got that. And uh, yeah, email us as well. Uh, we're not going to get to your emails this week because, quite frankly, I quite, I mean, as much as I can, to some degree, read them out, some of them are mm. pretty long this week. Yes. And I think I'd rather give them some justice uh, rather than just <gasps> trying to scan my way through them. Are you saying we need a pair of eyes? Stephen? We need Is that eyes. What you're saying? We need eyes. Mm. Or a braille display and well, to learn braille. It's interesting you say that because I'm actually starting to learn braille again in January. I'm going to take up a course. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, 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 you think, <laughs> think we could have worked together before. You think we talked before this, right? Uh, but yeah, well, the thing is, I'm trying to get you into it as well. That's the thing. I'm trying to get you yeah. involved. You're not really Kicking interested. and screaming. Are you going to no, do it? I, well, I'd love to do it. I, I kind of think... I need a Braille display, Stephen. I'm not, you know, nudge, nudge, hint, I'll hint. send you one. I don't care. I need a Braille display. I've got a spare I, one. I'll send you it. I do have a Perkins, but I hate the Perkins Brailler. It's so huge. It reminds me of a steam engine. I hate it. It's so noisy, like, isn't it? I mean, it's such a noisy it beast of a thing. But, but it, is, it is the way to read and write when you're you're blind. I mean, let's be honest. Well, more re- writing, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the only thing I have against the Braille display at this stage is that mm. if you hook up to a computer, for example, yes. you get so much extraneous information on that display and I do not understand what any of it means. And yeah. I keep thinking, okay. am I missing something here? And I know it's like status cells and stuff, but I don't know what any of that is. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it's trying to tell me. And I almost feel like it knows something I don't, which is probably likely. Um, <laughs> most things do, most people do. But I just kind of think if I if I knew more about this I think that's the problem with Braille displays and computers especially. I almost feel like I kind of need to learn everything. I need to learn grade one, grade two, the elusive grade three that I've been hearing about, and computer Braille. There's a grade three? There is. I didn't know. I know. I don't even know what it is, but there is a grade three, right? Which is like, what? So... Yeah. That's like Jedi Masters or something. They're they're mythical, almost. Yes. Grade three users. I, I'm... Um, <laughs> Every time we say it, Braille is so important, I'd love to learn it. I just, I just, I don't know, at my age, I always think, well, I'm never going to get that fast on it. When I did 
try to learn it before and typing on the iPhone using the Braille keyboard was amazing. I loved it. And that was just learning grade one, just the alphabet. But using it to type text messages and everything was really good. I enjoyed it. I was quite fast with it as well. But when it came to reading Braille, I couldn't do it. I couldn't make out the, the you know, my fingers just weren't sensitive enough and I really struggled and I just gave up. It's all on me. But look, in, in situations like this where... <laughs> You know, we got some emails. It'd be great to read them, mate. Yeah, no, I want to read them. <laughs> we can't. And you think, this is exactly the situation where you need Braille. Yeah. So, Although yeah, right I, now it would be like, hi, double yes. <laughs> tap. <laughs> double tippers. Yeah. <laughs> why, why is he written tippers? Oh, tapper. Right, okay, right. right. <laughs> We're going to try. We're going to try. Well, you're going to try, and maybe I will as well. I think so, you should. Because the thing is... This so, this course we're doing, right? Because you don't know, any, know anything about this course yet. No. Um, it's, it's in the UK. It's a, it's an organisation. There's just a small group of people. It's called the Brailleists Foundation in the UK. And uh, what they're doing is they're setting up a course. Now, I think it's fair to say that anybody can join anywhere, but they do send you out materials. Now, the thing is, I don't know if... I think it is true that you could send blindness materials pretty much anywhere. So... You know, blind in the world. Yeah, yeah, blind yeah, labels. Yeah, I mean, we, we sent stuff abroad. So, I mean, sure, it's possible if people in Canada wanted to get involved in this course. <laughs> Just a bit of a mad influx of people. <laughs> Sorry, Brailleist <laughs> Foundation, but, you know, we're bringing our friends with us. Is that okay? <laughs> From around the world. Yeah. But look, there, there's Braille courses, whatever country you're in. There, there well, there's not that many, though. There's, I think there's maybe more in the... I, I don't know, right? I don't know what the... the I, I think the CNIB are probably more pro-Braille than perhaps other places in the world. Um, because that th this has been the issue for me. No, it's not. And it's not even pro Braille. It's just pro teaching Braille. Um, if I search online for for courses to learn Braille, what I'll find generally, and this is weird when you think about it, are courses for teachers to learn Braille. And I think, oh, why right. is that? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, okay, I don't want to teach it because the thing is, for a lot of teachers, they tend to learn it in a sighted fashion. You know, they just look at it. I, mean, I don't know how that's possible, but you know, yeah. <laughs> the opponent can see it. And um, I think, okay, fine, that, that makes sense. But that's not what I'm wanting to do. I want to learn to read and write myself. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be that many options. Now, I did have a course local to me that I did go to for a couple of years, and, and I found that very useful. And I will say, this new course isn't probably going to teach me anything massively new because it's focusing primarily on grade one. And that's all mm -hmm. it's focusing on. But what yep. is clever about this course and what I think these guys in the Brailleists Foundation are doing and you know, even if you're not in, in the UK, it doesn't matter because, you know, the website's worldwide. You can go on it here, right, in Canada. But brailleists.org is the uh, website. And what's great about it is they've kind of built all these different masterclasses on different things. So simple thing, labeling up food products with Braille, um, labeling up things around the home, plugs or, you know, whatever it is you might want to, to label up, um, how to create handy notes, with your Perkins Brailler. You know, yeah. it, it's kind of what they're suggesting, and I think this is the cleverest thing I've heard for a long time, is you're not going into this to be able to sit and read War and Peace. You're going yeah. into this to be able to use Braille in a functional way in your daily life. You know, for me, being on the cruise ship, Braille was really useful to me because I was able to tell what floor I was on on the ship. Yeah. I was even able to read the signs around the, the, the place. That, I mean, it was a brand new ship, so, you know, the, the Braille was crisp and clean. And, of course, not many people are going to, you know, have their hands all over it anyway, I'd imagine. So, you know, it was yes. all pretty, pretty good. <laughs> uh, and obviously, COVID times created a bit of a problem there. But, you know... Had to have your gloves on. Ex well, yeah, that was another issue, yeah. My, <laughs> my finger... Think, not my, even my fingerless gloves, yeah. But um, <laughs> that wouldn't work at all. But, yeah, basically, having that skill you know, made that ship more accessible to me, more areas more accessible to me, more information accessible. Yeah. And, you know, yes, you can grab your phone and you can have live text read it or seeing AI read it, but it's all audio-based. Everything's coming out at you. Um, and I just think Braille, you know, for me, it's it's about it's about those things. It's about creating notes. It's about reading the show emails. I really want to, I mean, I, the day I sit here and read an email from a listener, in Braille, it's probably a day I will burst into tears on this show because that's <laughs> such a, a massive feat when you think about it. It is. It's true, though. And, you know, how many times have we... I don't know, 
not very often, uh, we're not famous or anything, but, you know, if we're doing interviews or something and you want to read, you know, or a live spot and you want to read the notes that you've taken, you know, on a subject or yes. something, you can't. You Pricing. Gotta, yeah, yeah, hang on a second while I listen to voiceover and then answer you. It, it's awkward. And you have to commit so much to memory when you're blind as it is. Yes. You know, I, I don't even think about it, but, you know, I, I obviously do count the steps in my house. And someone no, put, that's someone, true. Someone put yeah. it to me the other day. They said, well, about a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to someone and they were talking about just that. And, and she said to me, you must have to, to count pretty much everywhere you go. And, and I said, well, I do. And, and it didn't even occur to me that I did it. But I know I do because I always know when I've got to the end of the stairs. But I don't <laughs> consciously do it. It just seems to happen. And that's it. You, all these things you're committing to memory as a blind person because you have to. I mean, it's funny. When I put a table down, you know, we've got these little folding tables we have, you know, next to the couch. And, you know, I also have to remember, did I put those up? And yes, I did. And where I put them. And it's funny because yeah. our cleaner comes in. We have a cleaner comes in on a Thursday. And she'll, she'll say, trust me, <laughs> we, need, we need it. And um, this, this is not for it's not for luxurious purposes, let me tell you, as she, she would tell you. But, um, you know, she moves stuff around. And I've said to her so many times, I'm like, you've got to stop moving stuff because I, I can't find it. I've, and, and she's like, oh, I'll just put it over there. And I'm like, yeah, but over there to me, it's gone. <laughs> it's anywhere, it's, yeah. It's, it'd be, you might say, as well put it in the moon. My family are the worst for that. It's like, you know, you live with me. And why do you keep moving things? Or, oh, I left a cup there. And it's like, <laughs> I, my, my parents still don't really get it, if I'm honest. And I think it's because, no. I, I, I think in my case, it's because they grew up where I was... I had, I had a bit more vision than I do, I do now. And I think they, yes. they can still live in that world. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's difficult. They can't sort of connect the two together. And I suppose that's a bit like a parent having... Maybe it's... Well, not easier, but maybe it's more understandable if a child loses sight because it's almost like a switch has been flicked. Whereas when it's more like a dimmer switch, yes, you don't notice down. it the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, I have no idea. We're talking about <laughs> jewels in Canada and an exciting new announcement. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, look, tell you what, we'll take a break because we'll come back. Oh, wow. we'll I know we're talking so much. We'll take a short break. We'll come back and we'll talk about that announcement. Honestly, it's not as big as you think, but it's a good announcement. <laughs> but we've just talked about so much other stuff that we've kind of pushed this along. Uh, so we will get, uh, we're going to be hearing from Matt Ater from Vespero. He's a common voice, a great guy. And I think a I guy. Love Matt. Uh, so do I. And I think he's, he's so good. And I think he's making screen readers cool again so we're going to Ooh. talk to him about that uh, in just a moment here on Double Tap Canada this is Double Tap Canada we'll be back in a moment this is Double Tap Canada Yee-haw! now back to the show <laughs> oh I love that bit uh, that bit always makes me smile always makes me smile you are into your country and western music though Stephen you're a big fan I hate music so yes I I love country music for that reason. I hate music so much. Have you ever been line dancing? Come on, be honest. No, I haven't. Oh. It's funny, that's one of the, you know, I think line dancing is a bit like the housing estate of country music. <laughs> what are you saying? What's you know, it's like, you know, it? I'm in the posh houses with country music. I'm with the oh, big guys. I'm not, yeah. you know, there with the line dancers. That's not for me. I'm sorry. You've I'm got a country boots. snob. I know No, you. I, don't, I don't even have one of those hat things that they wear. Just Sarah bought me the other day. Oh, I got you a new shirt. She said, I'm not sure if you'll like it. I put it on and it had the tassels going along the back. Something you want to tell us? Uh, you, well, yeah. that's why I asked. Is she but Dolly Parton in the background <laughs> playing at the time? It just needs some rhinestones on it. But hey, I'm still wearing it. It fits. That's all that matters for me. You are a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> I've said it. Listen, I've heard your podcast, so I know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Moving on. Right, let's talk about Jaws because, uh, yeah, big, big news in the world of Jaws screen reader, of course. Um, uh, big updates as well coming through um, in the past few months. Of course, Jaws 2022 is now out. It sure seems weird to me that it comes out before the new year. You know, you think... Surely it should come out in January of next year. But yeah, it's well, coming out. Then it's, it's old news. If you release it in 2022, it's old. True. Although now it sounds uh, futuristic. Yes. 
Yeah, you can have the future today. That's how they should sell it. You can have the future today. Um, Well, yeah, they've got this fantastic new um, split audio feature that we talked about, which if you use the layer commands, which I'll be honest, I was never really sure how any of that worked because it's a bit like everything else in JAWS or indeed any program. You know, when someone says to you, oh, there's a ton of keyboard shortcuts. Uh Uh-huh. What are they? And that's the first question, right? Well, what are all these great keyboard commands? I don't Um, know. But what's great about the uh, layers is if you hold down insert and you press the space bar, you get that little noise. That was amazing. It's like I was there. Just like you were there. Honestly, it's like Jaws is in front of you right now. Uh, You do that and then you hit V for volume uh, and then B for balance. You can use the left and right cursor keys and you can basically place Jaws in the right ear or the left ear and then the system audio in the opposite. That's really handy when you're, you know, if you're on a Teams call, you want to take notes, you want to be able to maybe check some emails, or, you know, in my case, when I when I used to work with the RNIB, we'd seen that. Um, but yeah, when I used to work at the oh. RNIB, yeah, I would, I would, you know, I can say this now, I suppose. Uh, I used to sit during all those Teams meetings. Steady. And I'd be getting all my emails done, you know. Um, oh, paying but, attention. But you can't hear what's going on because Jaws is talking all over it. So you sometimes felt, yes. well, I can't really get that done because... I wouldn't be able to hear what's going on if someone says, Steve, what do you think? And I'm like, well, I'm against it, but then I'm also for it. Um, you know, just <laughs> leave it with something like that. You can also, by the way, use the voice assistant in Jaws to uh, yes, split the audio. Yeah. Is it sound left, sound right, I think? Um, Is it Sharky? Do the same thing. I shouldn't say that. Sharky or Zoomy. Yeah. yeah. Shh, don't, don't say it. Um, <laughs> Zoomy. I like Zoomy. <laughs> I have to say, I, I, I do well. like Zoomy. I think I want a, a smart assistant called Zoomy. I just think that sounds brilliant. My dog does Zoomies. I, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> Let's not get sidetracked again. Does your dog again. not do Zoomies? I, I don't know. What yeah, well, your they? dog comes in after, you know, doing its, um, you know, business, and it comes in the house, and it goes wild. It runs around the house, around and around and around and around. And around. <laughs> yeah. That's Zoomies. All oh, right. Oh, I never knew thing. what they were called. Well, thank you. This is an educational show. I guarantee you, anybody listening to the show will get to the end and say, oh, I'll tell you something, that taught me a lesson. Um, unsubscribe. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, big news in the world of Jaws. Let's hear from Matt Atter because uh, he is going to tell us about the uh, news in Canada specifically about buying Jaws uh, and in particular, the home annual license. One of the things that we did in the U.S. and now expanded across, you know, Canada as well, is several years back we explored the um, the option to add something called a home annual license, and this is a truly subscription license. When you uh, start your license, it lasts for one year, and at the end of the year, it will expire if you don't have if you have not enrolled in uh, recurring billing. And I'll talk about that in a second. Um, and so in the last you know, few months, we added this to Canada and we did it through our Canadian um, organization called Opelec Canada. And so any, employ- or any person, um, home user can go to Opelec Canada's website. There'll be a link on their homepage to take you off to purchase this. It will be the only product you can buy from the, you can buy Jaws Zoom Text or Fusion from the um, Freedom Scientific store. So the store is limited to that because of the hardware devices are sold throughout the like Canada. And so there's a lot of challenges when we sell across borders. And this is one that we were able to figure out within Canada. Um, and it's been great to allow those who were limited to how often they would be able to get a license upgrade. So when they were getting their licenses, they were having to wait four to five years between purchases. And there's a drastic difference between JAWS and uh, 20 or jaws 16 to jaws 2022 and so to think that people had to wait that you know long of a time to get their licenses is crazy and so i'm i'm happy to see the program it's you know just getting kicked off and we're seeing more and more canadians join into the program i mentioned there for a second about our recurring billing program and and we added this um in the last two weeks so that people could put their credit card in and then once a year get billed and not worry about the um, having to go back and re-enable their license every year. Um, and so this was done recently and it's, and you know, it does similar to any other recurring billing. It'll notify you 60 days out, then 30 days out and say, Hey, you know, you need to, um, uh, your credit card's going to be billed or you may need to update your billing information or something like that. So that's, that's done in the last two weeks as well. 
Okay, so I'm cutting that short because uh, we're, we're running short of time here, but that is great news in Canada. So from Optilec Canada, you can now get this uh, home annual license, um, which I think he said was like a, nearly $100 a month. Uh, sorry, $100 a year. <laughs> a year, and that's <laughs> for... Whoa. Uh, yeah, no, a year, that's, a year. That's for three installs as well. So you yes. can install it on three computers. Uh, it's it's an absolute... I think this is a game changer. You know, when it came to the US, uh, we said the same thing, but one of the biggest criticisms is the price of jewels, and I think this is a perfectly reasonable, perfectly fair price and the way they've done it with the home edition, yeah, I think this is great. Yeah, I mean, that, that was part of a much longer conversation we had, and I know you asked the question about that, you know, what's the what's the driver here, um, you know, what's the benefit of this? Because ultimately, you know, the challenge has been cost for many people. We've said it so many times on the show yep. over the years, you know, JAWS costs a lot of money, and the home annual license really, it, it takes away very, very few features from the pro version. Really, the, the pro version... You, you need to be in a pro environment to benefit from the features. So you really think lose so. nothing. I mean, I think it's mainly to do with things like, and I could be wrong here, but I think it's a JAWS tandem you can use, or maybe you can use that with JAWS Home, I can't remember. But there's, there's certainly, I would say, more business-level features you don't get with the JAWS Home Annual License, which you would never use anyway. Yeah, so, that's right. And you still get uh, customer support. Yeah. You get everything that's important to you. I, and, and definitely with the new features in JAWS 2022, I've got to say I am more and more tempted to to give it a go. I'm going to try with the 40-minute version because they still have that. Cheapskate. Uh, but, yeah, no, but this is – I just want to see if, it, if I get along with it, how easy it is to change over from NVDA. But I definitely want to try it out. And, but this gives me an option beyond that. Before, I could never afford to buy jewels outright or even the SMA. And the problem we have in the UK is we still don't have that option. We don't have that here in the UK yet. No, but they are working on it, as they said. They're going to try to expand it to as many countries as they can. Yeah, I think it's because in other countries, to be fair, it's especially the, is the case in the UK, where it's not sold by Freedom Scientific. You don't buy JAWS from a Freedom Scientific company or partner. You um, sell it. It's being sold through a third party. So it's up to yeah. the third party to offer it. And you think, I mean, honestly... Just get on with it because more people would buy it. I mean, you've just said it yourself. You're an absolute cheapskate and yes. you would buy it. You would spend money on this. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sean's going to buy something. You're Next welcome. week's show is going to be amazing. <laughs> well, listen, we're, out we're out of time. But we'll be back next week. Uh, Mark is back with us as well next week. And we're going to be talking through uh, some of the Christmas things that are basically, well, I say Christmas, more, more the gifts that we've bought ourselves over the year. Um, we're going to get into all that next week, so uh, do stick around for that next week on Double Tap Canada. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening. We will catch you again next time. Thanks, Sean, for coming. Hope you feel better soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at DoubleTap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play DoubleTap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. I'm Margaret Shepherd of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.